Well, hello everyone. If you're listening, welcome to our first episode of Obsessed Millennials. My name is Nashi, and this is Jesse. And we're basically two really obsessed fangirls. So right now we're recording this and we're like a thousand miles away because I'm in Puerto Rico and Jassy is in Georgia. And that's cool. But my heart is there with you. I don't want to find it laying around though. Uh, Well... Yeah, if it's if it's actually there, then I'm dead. We can move on now. <laughs> well, I really don't know what to say right now. This is exciting. We've been talking about this for a really, really long time. More you than me, because yeah, I am a lazy procrastinator. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I have been talking a lot about it, probably because I'm always obsessing over something, and that I'm makes always, two of us. Yeah, but I'm always like talking about it. Like it doesn't matter. It could be like one small thing, right? And I'm like, oh my god, this, and I'm sharing everything with you. And if I'm sending you like audios, like voice messages that are. 20 minutes long then let's just do a podcast right it's this it's the same thing if i'm just you're gonna take the time to listen to me talking bullshit for 20 minutes on a voice message we can just do this right and we can let the world hear and listen right listen to all the yeah yeah basically we do a lot of fangirling it's insane. It's, I wouldn't say too much. It's not too much for me. It's too much. It's not too much for me. I don't, maybe for some people, but not for me. I mean, I've been a fangirl for as long as I can remember. Like, I was a little kid watching Disney Channel and fangirling over Jesse McCartney. So. Yeah, definitely. Like, I was four years old, totally in love with Ricky Martin. So have you seen a little kid so obsessed over a freaking adult? Uh, Yeah, basically. All our lives. And now (laughs) it's the other way around that we're obsessed with younger guys. (laughs) But in a non-cougar way. Yeah. Are we already talking about Sean Mendes and Faisal in like not even five minutes of the podcast? Yeah, basically, probably. Okay. I mean, why not? Well, but, yeah, it's mostly what we do, right? Talk about Faisal. Yeah. Mainly, exactly. right? It's it. I think it's starting to get into the C's status. Yeah, but. To be fully honest, yes, I know I was the one that I w- that was really talking way too much about doing this, but I know that you wanted to do it, right? Oh, yeah, I totally wanted to do it. I'm we really just excited needed- about this. Yeah, we just needed to find a time to do it. Yeah, we're still struggling with that. <laughs> But we'll make it work. We'll totally make it work, and we're going to construct this 
totally cool space where even if nobody listens, which I know some of you will, we can have a space where we can talk about whatever we want. And I think we, I mean, we've been friends for almost five years, which is huge. And we realized that like recently, but we have always had a very open-minded way and way of thinking about fandoms because most fangirls are very like, oh, this is who I like and this is who I like and nobody else. And if you think differently of me, we can't be friends. And we actually defer in a lot of things and we keep a very objective and open mind about things, which is, I think, the cool thing why we became such good friends. Yeah, and... It's not only that, right? Like, I, I was actually thinking right now, you said, like, we did fair about some stuff. And in my head, I was like, yeah, like me listening to reggaeton and being, you know, all, all fangirl-like talking about some of the artists. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we have known each other for five years. We're best friends. We're always talking about not only music but books and we have movies tv shows yeah tv shows movies everything that is entertainment and then you have me that i'm always watching interviews about whatever it has to do with like entertainment if there's a movie and they're then the cast is doing some promo then i'm you know if i really if i'm really into it I'm watching interviews and I'm telling you, oh, hey, did you know this about this person? So, yeah, I'm kind of like uh, my brain is a database for what other people would think is useless information. I don't think it's useless information if you're a part of the entertainment world. Like I work in advertising and we need to be up to date with pop culture because You need to know what's trending. And I think you're way more into pop culture and what's happening now than I am. I, I struggle, even though I'm a very big fangirl, I struggle to keep up to date because I think I'm just lazy. I'm lazy with this sort of thing. And I know I'll probably have like a thousand starred interviews you sent me that I do want to watch, but I just don't do it. But it's not because I'm not interested. I'm just, I don't know, I'm lazy. Yeah. But you're definitely way into it. And you keep me up to date with things, which is something I totally love about you. Yeah, I'm cool like that. Yeah, we're cool like that. Well, you're more than me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, you know, continuing with this um, and talking about how you know, like how we decided to come up with the podcast. I think it wasn't only the fact that we were already talking about all of this, right? That we are always fangirling and that we kind of had the idea, but it was, uh, there was a huge factor for me, right? And it was that I was actually like leaning to that side right, to listen to podcasts and different people, like different types of podcasts, like Views by David Dobrik and Jason Nash, that it's more about like their lives and behind the scenes of what they do as vloggers. And then 
Siempre es lunes. Um, that is a, a Puerto Rican podcast. And that's just, oh, oh my God. It's just so chill. They're having this conversation. Just being friends and like having having fun just making fun of each other too so and they're actually talking about things that are going on in the entertainment industry so that kind of that was a motivation for me to be like oh yeah I really want to do this yeah I think I haven't been listening to podcasts for a really long time most of the podcasts I used to listen to were news related because I like to keep up to date mostly with world news But for work, I found that I actually rather listen to podcasts than music to concentrate because it, I don't know, it like stimulates my mind listening to different people and rather than listen to the same album for two weeks, which I'll still do. But I really like what other people have to think and the type of podcasts I listen to are, they differ so much because I listen to this might get weird and they're so funny because I've been following Mamrie and all these people for so long and I've also listened to some of my favorite TV actors turn their lives into podcasts and I think it's a really interesting community and I don't know. I'm really into it. I'm really, really into it. And I'm really excited to like for us to start this new journey. We probably don't know half the things that we're doing, but we're going to learn along the way. And any tips or criticism or things that you like or you don't like or things you anyone wants us to talk about, they're always welcome. And it's going to be really, really fun. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really excited about this. And I, I'm excited to share all that information that I feel like is useless because for you is useless for what you work on, right? Your your industry. But I'm in a, such a different industry like IT. I, I, I don't need to know this. So if I talk to people at work about this kind of stuff, they just look at me like I'm the weirdest person ever. Unless, you know, like I find someone like from five people, there's one who will be like, oh, yeah, I listen to this band and I listen to this other artist that you like. But it's hard to find, really. Yeah, it really, really is, especially as we grow older. I think it was a lot easier when I was like maybe in my late teen years and early 20s, even Up until when I graduated college, maybe a year or two after that, it was easy to be a part of this community that belonged to the same fandoms and liked the same bands and things you did. But as you start in a working force, you realize that most people just stop and they don't like it anymore and they don't obsess over bands and they don't follow their favorite bands and they don't get to know their favorite artists and they don't keep watching interviews or going to concerts and reels and premieres and all this stuff that I still find totally cool and now working in advertising I've gotten to do some pretty cool things that I didn't get to do before 
but it just adds to my excitement to be like really into all this geeky, nerdy, obsessive fangirl things that I've always liked. And maybe it took me a while to get there because I think as even though from a young age I fangirled over things, but I wasn't a part of the fandom until I was in my late teens, like truly understand what a fandom was. I think that happened to most of us too, but I think it's really cool that there's still people out there that share the same mindset as you. And I think that this space could bring other people that think like us. Yeah, I think that was part of the idea, right? Like, mm-hmm. try to to reach somehow to this other, you know, people in their 20s. Like, we're young, but we're already in this age where we need to be, like, adults in yeah. And we need we to think go of to mortgages and yeah, go and to work and pay bills and all this non-fun stuff. And I want something fun in my life. Yeah, and, and there's this perception about being a fangirl. I don't even know if perception is the right word, so correct me if I'm wrong. But there's this thing that just people think that, oh, I'm not a, a teen anymore and fangirls are you know like this and this right like they just think it's a a teenage thing I don't think that like if you like it's not childish at all if you like an artist and you feel passionate about it just go ahead like totally for example I was in high school when I got into Jonas Brothers Am I excited that they're back? Of course I'm freaking excited. Actually, my phone just just rang and it was a Twitter notification from the Jonas Brothers. So. It's funny that you mentioned the Jonas Brothers because I did some notes for the podcast of things like maybe we should talk about. And one of them is the Jonas Brothers comeback. I am not a huge Jonas Brothers fan. Like I was on a big fan when I was in my teen years or early 20s um but my sister was and I know you were and it's I mean they have amazing music and you see all these girls and young women that just went crazy over them coming back I know you were one of them yeah and and for a lot a lot of people say nowadays right like oh it's the nostalgia factor And yeah, I mean, you remember those times and how they were simple some in some way, but it's it's the music and and maybe you know the lyrics weren't PG thirteen or or R rated, right? Because that's something that a lot of people told me when this news about the comeback. Um, You know, the rumor started and some people at work told me like, oh, I hope they do something that is not like PG, like their older stuff. And it's like, what's wrong about, you know, innocent love songs, right? And I get that, that we're older and things change, but 
I mean, I'm just yeah, but excited. These songs don't determine if a song is good or not. That's not a defining factor, at least for me. I don't need a song to be talking about adult things. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. People have really weird perceptions about what they like. Plus, I don't think, like you mentioned nostalgia, and yes, nostalgia is a factor because we grew up with these people. They grew up with us. They're in our same age range. We experienced some of the things they experienced, and we were in the same, like, era in our lives and stuff, and you relate a lot to them. And I think that's more of the factor that, makes you really excited about these artists releasing new music or coming back or in general just being out there and sharing their thoughts and what they're into because you relate to them. They become a friend, even if they're not really your friend. It's just like the same way I would get excited about you doing something amazing with your life, I would get excited about these people getting married or coming back. It's like it's like seeing a friend grow up with you, like a childhood friend. Yeah, and in this particular case, talking about the Jonas Brothers, I know that there were a lot of fans that they never stopped. Like fan pages on Facebook, they never stopped posting about the Jonas Brothers and they were just waiting for the comeback. It's like the Jonas Brothers, as a band, they broke up, but the fandom was still strong and still is strong. Now it's stronger than ever. Plus, it's it's a weird. Uh, it's not a weird dynamic. It's a different dynamic because unlike most bands, because I know there's some bands that are like that, these are a group of brothers. They're literally a group of brothers. So they still had our relationship. So that hope never died. And I think in big fandoms like that, the hope never dies. I mean, I still want NSYNC to come back. And I know that's not going to happen. Now we get One <laughs> Direction. We, there's so many bands. And I mean, Backstreet Boys came back. And I saw them performing at the iHeartRadio Awards. And... My sister was looking at me like I was insane, and I was singing every word to every song. Oh, yes. I and saw that performance. They're still good dancers. Yes, and they still sound amazing. And I just it just brought me back, but at the same time, I was like, damn, I really, really, like, look up to what you're doing. And... Just the fact that it's not that they're old. I don't want to say that they're old, but that they managed to come back and still hold that fan base. It's incredible. And I know that happens a lot because it's just some bands are bigger than others. And that I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah, I'm. It's, that's just you don't need to be afraid of, of it, right? Because that's just how it is. And and sometimes I know I go in this like this type of rant when I'm talking about oh why is this artist more famous than this other artist like look at their talent and and all that but it's just facts sometimes it doesn't even matter how talented you are some people have it some people don't 
there's so much more to it than just the talent. Yeah, for sure. And I think you see a lot of these artists say it along in award shows. And I know that it's not just some BS they're spilling out. A lot of the, what they do is thanks to the fans, thanks to the support. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are making their career. Fans make or break a career. If you don't have fans, you don't have one. No matter how good you are. Yeah, that's true. Like, who's buying the music? Who's buying the tickets to the concerts? Who's going to watch this movie? Or who's watching that TV show? Like, that's something that we're seeing a lot now with Netflix, right? Because before, we didn't know the, the numbers. We we didn't know when something was getting renewed, really. Like, we were, we had to be, like, looking out for that information. Now we have social media. And we see that... Yeah, that yeah the game. just like for a few sure. days after a season is dropped, you're seeing that they got renewed for another season. And it's all because of fans. And not just one season. There's, there's series in Netflix that are renewed for three and four seasons at a mm -hmm. time. That's not something we saw, let's say, three years ago. Yeah, definitely. Well, Netflix, Netflix wasn't even as big as it is right now. No, for sure. It's insane. Now they have their own series and stuff. But now that we've talked a lot about everything, and I think we've been all over the place, which is kind of yeah. how, how our conversations always go, I thought of something cool and fun we could do for our first podcast, kind of get people in the groove of what we like and what we don't like. And I know you are kind of stressed out about this, but I really like quick fire questions. And I have some written down that I think would be cool for us to answer. What do you think? Um, yeah, let's do it. Um, am I nervous? Yes. <laughs> do I have the attention spam of a hamster? Yes, but let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to start it off easy. And it's just a silly one, but I know we talk a lot with emojis. And I think that's something we yeah, has become a part of our vocabulary. So what emoji do you think captures your essence the most? Oh, this, this is hard because it should be like a combination of emojis. But I'm just going to pick one, right? Just to answer Um, and it would be the, the, huh, like the smiley face with the heart eyes. Oh, yeah, we use that one a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we use that one a lot. But so, if we can combine that one with the crying face, that would be the perfect one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a combination we use a lot. Um, so one emoji I would use captures my essence Ugh, I don't know lately I've been using that emoji that has like the tongue out and its eyes are closed okay yeah you know now I know saying? yeah yeah I've been using that one a lot about everything even things that don't make sense but I keep using it plus the ones that you said hard eyes and crying face emoji um side eyes is another one I use a lot I think that's 
Those those are my fangirly emojis. That's the one to like bother you when I'm trying to make you remember stuff. I use that one to bother you. <laughs> okay. Do you have a question or do you want me to throw another one? Uh yeah, I have. I have some. Um so what's your favorite song at the moment? <laughs> You're hitting me with the hard questions. Of course, always. And I know I'm gonna regret it when I have to answer, but I just want to put you on the spot. Well, you know what? I know you so well that I actually thought of this beforehand, before I even knew that you were gonna ask me this. So I'm not, I listen to the same bands over and over again. So the only time I really get to listen to new stuff is usually when I'm in the car and I'm listening to the radio. And the other day on the way to work, I listened to this song called I've Been Waiting by Lil Peep. I don't know who Lil Peep is, so I'm sorry. But I'm really into this song. It's like a jam, and if you haven't listened, I will send you a screenshot of it, and you will have to give it a listen. I think it's a really cool song to listen to. Isn't that the guy that was dating Arcelia at one point? I don't know. I don't know either. Sounds like a rapper. Yeah, it does sound like a rapper name. But, but, but yeah, send it to me. I'm always open for your suggestions. Yeah, yeah. You maybe maybe next time we record, you can tell me what you thought of the song. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's my favorite song at the moment. What about you? Well, I've been listening to a lot of that music that you don't like that much. You know, not really. I have been listening to a lot of music in Spanish lately, pop or rock uh, or reggaeton. And I would say my favorite song at the moment that, no, I'm not going to mention <laughs> the person you think I'm going to mention, uh, but it would be by Joel Randi and it's called Dile La Verdad. Actually, it's Joel Irandi and a Colombian artist. Uh, I think his name is Manuel Turizo. And it's a really good song. It's not like your typical reggaeton, right? That what when you say reggaeton, a lot of people think like, oh, it's like R-rated. Or, or just like, you know... Like, People don't like it sometimes. But no, it's like really a really clean song and it has a really good beat. So that's my favorite song at the moment. But I, yeah, I, I haven't been listening to anything in English. Well, now that you were talking about Spanish music, I remember that another song I'm really into and I listen to it only on the radio because I don't know why I haven't added it to my playlist, but... I'm really into the Mexican band Camila and oh, their yeah. song Te Confieso. I am so into it every time it comes in the radio. It's insane. I sound like a maniac. I do. I haven't listened to that one, but uh, I got obsessed with this song. It's a similar artist, Jesse and Joy. Oh, I love Jesse and Joy. And you know the song because I actually cover it. Uh, Te Espere. 
Oh, I also sounded insane in the car singing it. Yeah, I fell <laughs> in love with that song that I had to do a cover. Well, this is kind of like, we're totally going off topic, but it's kind of, this Camila song is also kind of like in that same vibe as hers. I think you'll like it. You should listen to it too. Okay. I'm definitely going to listen, but this should be quick fire and we just spend like five minutes in one question. Yeah, we did. And, you know, you should listen to this song. <laughs> that's yeah. the new section of the podcast. <laughs> and that's actually a good section, but whatever. Um, okay, another question. Another question. Do you have a favorite TV series or movie soundtrack? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, probably TV series. And it's in Spanish too. And you know what it is? Um, <laughs> it's a Netflix show um, that it's called The Queen of Flow, La Reina del Flow. And it's. Uh, it's I can get reggaeton. famous that every time I go on Spotify, she's listening to this. Yeah, it's reggaeton music, but it's, it's a Colombian show. And it's really good. Like, it's around like revenge and all that but with this music like focus in music because it's about artists and songwriters so it's everything that I like in a show and then the soundtrack is so good and there's so many great songs and there's a female uh artist right that it's kind of she's like the the main character and she has so many good songs that it's like, I just want to listen to it all day and cover all the songs. So yeah, that's my favorite one. Do you have one? Well, this one's probably going to be an oldie, but a goodie. But the Greatest Showman soundtrack, the film, I absolutely adore it. And I still watch the movie regularly. And I think that's, a soundtrack that I could listen to like all the time, no matter time of day. It's really, really good. Do you want to know a secret? That you haven't watched the movie? Yeah, or listen to the soundtrack. Well, I'm going to turn off the podcast right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should listen. It's, I think it's a really good movie, and there's some songs in there that I know you're going to love and that you're going to end up covering. I know you. So oh. check it out. I have seen a lot about that movie and one of my brothers got obsessed with that soundtrack. And even like that, I haven't really watched the movie or listened to the soundtrack. Well, that's your homework. You need to watch the movie and listen to the soundtrack. It's a oldie but a goodie. It's not even that old, but you know, it's not right now in the movie theaters or anything and people have kind of stopped talking about it although i did read that supposedly the sequel's coming out that could be exciting i think i read something i saw something on social media about that but i think yeah. at this point you just need to like make a list and send it to me because you can say, yeah. oh, you should listen to this. You should watch this. And I just need a list. That's the only way I got to watch Grace and Frankie because you would just send it to me and I would forget. So, 
the only way I get you to do things is sending you a list yes. or making you a playlist. Yeah. That's the only way I can get you to do anything. So probably I need to start doing that again because I'm obviously doing a terrible job to keeping you up to date with things. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, but I'm driven like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, staying in the track of like movies and TV shows, I'm really into TV shows more than movies. And like you said, I talk about Netflix shows all the time or shows that are just on Netflix. And lately I am obsessed with Queer Eye. And I don't know if you've watched Queer Eye. It's on my list. I haven't, but it's on my list. Well, their new season came out and I am obsessed. And I'll be sitting in my room watching an episode and bawling my eyes out. Because by... Season three, these guys are part of my family. That's it. And I just adore that show. And we should talk about it once you get to watch it. It's going to, we'll probably make a really interesting podcast episode. So this is going to turn to, this podcast is going to turn to a uh, Jassy Reviews it's gonna be like like the little things that I send you over WhatsApp, like oh, uh, papelones con yasi. Um <laughs> Let's not talk about that, but yeah. yeah, let's not talk about that. But do you have another question? Actually, yeah, it's around TV shows. What's one guilty pleasure TV show that you have? A guilty pleasure TV show I have. Uh, I probably have to say New Girl. I think, oh, no, wait. I have a few. There's very few shows that I'll watch over and over again. I think one of them is New Girl. It makes me feel good when I watch it. I love it. And another one is Gilmore Girls. I think these are the two shows that I've watched the most. So those are my guilty pleasures. And whenever I'm feeling down, those will be my two options no matter what I'm watching. Those are my guilty pleasures. What about you? I think you know it. Mm, do I? Yeah. I know, I know it. And it's in Spanish too. It's Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. It's Rebelde. Yes, it's Rebelde. <laughs> it's a Mexican <laughs> show and it's really old. I was a little kid. I was like nine or ten when it came out. It was... It was 2004 I was 10 I was 10 um and I just fell in love with it it's well it's not about music but it has to do with music and a band came out of it so yeah I was a pretty intense fan and I'm still a pretty intense fan <laughs> yeah that's what I was gonna say <laughs> yeah like, were but but I watch it all the time and I even use it to fall asleep at night every night I know you, you, you. Whenever I would ask you, "Oh, what you're watching now?" and you'd be like, uh, "Rebelde again," but I can't judge because I've watched Gilmore Girls eight times, and that's not healthy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's who cares? Not, it's not. I well, I have. Uh, yeah, I have a problem like that. I think I have watched Gilmore Girls for like five times over the last three years because i never watched it when it came out 
I didn't even know about it until you <laughs> told me about yeah. it. So, so yeah. Um, do you have any? Yes, I questions? do. You know, Azos. Well, another question going back to music because that's mainly what we obsess about. Um, what's the saddest, most beautiful lyric you've ever heard? Oh my god! It, oh my god! I, only one comes to mind, and I'm getting so emotional. Well, two, and it's it's the same band. Um, it would have to be. Oh my god! It would have to be too young, too dumb to know things like love. That's a good one. From Ghost of You by Five Seconds of Summer from their latest album, Youngblood. Not any sponsorship. And... <laughs> <laughs> but you should listen to it. And Faisos, please uh, pay me back a little bit because I bought the album like three times. Um, you can pay me back with Callum Smile. Or me music. <laughs> or <new> music. <laughs> what? <laughs> or more music, yeah. So I think for me, the most, the saddest and most beautiful lyric I've ever heard. Um, you know, I'm a big Swifty. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, and she's gotten a lot of backlash. But my favorite album by her is Red, and my favorite song in that album is All Too Well. And it has this lyric that says, "I like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it." Oh yes, I got the chills right now. I love that song. And that lyric just blew my mind the first time I heard it. And that bridge still blows my mind. It's That song is just amazing. Yeah, I love that song. And I love a lot of songs from that album. And I never listened to the album like fully when it came out because I was... I wasn't a Swifty, I would like to say. You were a hater. I wasn't a (laughs) hater, hater, because I liked her music. But yeah, I I didn't like her personality, and I was a very intense and stupid directioner. So I was hating on her just because she was with Harry. But that's beside the point. I later listened to it because you told me to. It was around the time uh, 1989 was going to come out. And you were yeah, like, and I told you you needed to listen to Red before 1989 came yeah. out. Because I think, lyrically, Red is her most amazing album. It's insane. Yeah, and I fell in love with it. It's one of my favorite albums, actually. Ever. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do have another one. No, I do have another song. I need to tell this song. Um, And it's, well, the lyric is uh, nothing like the rain when you're outer space. And it's from outer space, uh, carry on, by five seconds of summer (laughs) too. Big surprise! No, I'm just kidding. That Outer Space is such a good song. It always gives me the chills when I listen to it. It always makes me cry. For some reason, it, it just reminds me of home and when I was kind of like packing to move out. So it's really emotional for me because of that. Yeah, 
definitely. So now let's talk about celeb crushes. And damn, do we got some. But uh, what was, what's your embarrassing, like, 2000s-ish celeb crush? Uh, I don't know if I would say embarrassing because I'm like, you know what? I like it and I own it and whatever. Um, but uh, I don't know. I really don't know because 2000, like early 2000, I was all about RBD, the band that came out from that Mexican show. And then the other half, it was like Jonas Brothers and Justin Bieber and, and still. Um, so I don't know which one to pick. I would probably say Justin because I got a lot of, not hate, but I got bullied a lot in high school because I was obsessed with Justin. <laughs> So it would have to be that I one. Was not a big Justin fan. Yeah, that that could have been. It's like a fifty-fifty kind of celeb that you could have a crush on. Well, I think my celeb crush and I already mentioned it in the podcast. Jesse McCartney. He was my early two thousand celeb crush. Like used when he would sing "Beautiful Soul" and he. Now he's making a comeback kind of to music and he sang it recently and I was still dying and I was like, calm your teenage hormones because you're 26. <laughs> yeah, but I think I shared that post on Facebook and I tagged you. Yeah, probably. You tagged me and everything. And I really wasn't like a fan of him because I didn't know, well... When I was growing up, when I was a kid, I didn't listen to a lot of like music in English. It was mainly in Spanish because that was what I was listening to in the radio and what I was watching, you know, like music videos on uh, like channels on TV. <laughs> but but I do remember seeing him on this um episode of The Sweet Life on Zach and Cody. And I thought that the reaction Maddie and London had was so stupid when they saw him. And then I grew up to be like that. Oh, that was definitely me whenever I would see him perform. That was me. And still, I know he came out also. He did some acting in the show um, Young and Hungry. He was a character there, and when I saw that he was the character, I was, like, dying. And it's insane, but, yeah, I would think we grew up to be them, exactly like them. Yeah, I think he actually appeared on Hannah Montana, too, in, like, the first season. I can't remember, but maybe, probably. I think it was, like, this episode where Miley uh, wished that she... She kind of like wished that she wasn't Hannah Montana, that she didn't have that life, or that she was Hannah Montana all the time, I think it was. And then in that kind of like like dream dream or whatever, the wish came through, right? Like this kind of like dream. And I think he was her boyfriend. It was something like that. 
yeah, I was I, into I, Disney Channel. So I watch all Hannah Montana, and I think I remember that. If I find the clip on YouTube, I'm gonna send that to you. Okay, that'd be cool. I mean, I watch all of Hannah Montana because I have a little sister. And I, around that time, I was still living at home, and it was, like, so popular. And I have terrible memory. It sounds familiar, so I think it's true. And I totally trust your memory because you have amazing memory for these things. But I honestly don't remember. <laughs> mm -hmm. So do you have any more questions? Actually, yeah, I have one. Um, I have one more <laughs> and it's around being a fangirl. Yes. Because, you know, we're fangirls. Whoa. Yeah. I'm so clever. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, just tell me what's the most fangirl thing you have ever done. Ah, <laughs> uh, Okay. You know, the one thing I always said I would never do as a fangirl was stalk any celebrities, right? Because I said I need to respect their privacy. <laughs> Guess what's the craziest fangirl thing I've done? Stalk celebrities. Well, I could talk to you about two moments. One of them was I was with my family on vacation in D.C. around the time Faisal's and One Direction were still touring together. And one morning I wake up and I look at the parking lot of the hotel and I see a tour bus with One Direction's face on it. Later on I find out I'm staying in the same hotel as Faisal's. And it's Safe to say, I was still a very, very early fan. I liked their music, and I knew their band name, but I had no clue what their names were. But I stayed up until 1 a.m. in the hotel lobby trying to wait for them. <laughs> so that's one. And what's what you always said about that? That I would never do that. <laughs> no, no. Like, what's the oh, no. thing that no. you say about that experience? That I slept on her faisals. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. But I never got to meet them, which would have been perfect because nobody was waiting for them. But, yeah. And another thing I did, and this one was very recently, and I've done it twice. I'd gone to the airport twice to see someone that's getting here and they're a celebrity. I met Wesley Stromberg from Emblem 3. And he's super sweet and... It was a crazy experience because the girls were everywhere and they were pushing me away. But it was cool. That one was cool, but I'd never do it again. But I did. And I went and tried to meet Ed Sheeran when he was coming in concert in Puerto Rico. I crashed my car that day and almost lost my wallet. Well, day, cool. Yeah, <laughs> but the day that you actually met, I think it was that day that you met Wesley or the day before I was trying to go to where he was saying to meet him and my car broke down two hours yeah, we, away we from should, home we should learn not to do this and seriously after the Ed Sheeran one and 
I mean, we didn't get to meet Ed Sheeran because of paparazzis. It was the first time I encountered paparazzis in the streets and they were very rude and the way they treated us. I realized that I was never going to do that again because we were a group of girls. We, there were very few people. I was part of the fan club and we tried to not leak the information. But my sister's a huge fan and I wanted to do this for her. So we did go and try to make sure to keep things under wraps. Like, but we still went to the airport and we still went to his hotel. And at after it, even though it was cool because we did get to hang out with some cool people, it I felt horrible because I was like, that's not the type of person I want to be as a fan. I want to be respectful. Yeah, definitely. So, so, yeah, but those are the craziest things I've done as a fangirl. What about you? Well, I don't know, like, what qualifies as crazy or the most fangirl thing, right? But I can say that pretty embarrassing. Um, last year, I went to this concert I went to see the Technicolors here in Atlanta with my brother that, that you know, I flew him here so we could go see them because he loves the band. And when we were, <clears throat> so we were going into the parking lot of the venue and we saw the lead singer walking by, you know, walking with some of the equipment to go inside the venue and I just stopped like I hit the brake so freaking fast and I was like oh my god Brennan and my brother is he still to this day makes fun of me because of that and if that's like you never know how you're gonna react yeah and and I just want to say if you're listening to this um you can go f yourself All right, I don't want to say the word, but stop making fun of me, okay? <laughs> uh, but uh, crazy, I would say crazy. Uh, the most crazy thing that I have done as a fangirl was actually recently too, and it was last year, and it was with you. Uh, we went to see Fisos, and we talk a lot about Fisos. <laughs> yeah, but it was crazy for me because. We went to see Fisos and we had tickets to the soundcheck experience. And that was around like 4 p.m., the actual thing. We got there at mm -hmm. 10 a.m. But there were people there since 4 a.m. So I think that 10 a.m. was not that insane. Well, it was crazy for me because it was the first time I did something like that. It was the first time I did something like that, too. But knowing so many people spend the night there, I don't. It was a little crazy, but I don't think it counts like insane fangirl status. But it was pretty out there for us. Yeah. But okay, fine. Whatever. It was the most fangirl thing that I have done. Oh, and... It was the most amazing thing we've ever done, though. Yeah. And I always... Well, I don't stalk people. But do I have notifications for their social media accounts? Of course, oh, I have yeah. them. Of course. Do I get all crazy when I see that Callum post on Instagram? Of course. Do I love his dog? 
Of course, that's just normal behavior for me. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, I have one last question so we could start wrapping things up because we've been talking BS for almost an hour now, which is normal. Yeah, I just noticed that. It feels like it has been like, what, 15 minutes? But go ahead with the next question. I, I thought we didn't, we weren't even going to make it to 30 minutes of content, but obviously we talk a lot of shit. Okay, but last question, and we're going to get some sentimental in here. It has nothing to do with being fangirly, but it has everything to do with this awesome podcast we're starting, and we hope everyone listens to. And it's what do you want to achieve with the podcast? Oh my god, that's so hard. I just well, right now I just want a space where I can relax from work. I want a distraction and I want to talk about the things that I love, right? But I you know, crazy mm -hmm. dream. What if this becomes like a real thing, right? Like and when I say a real thing, like What if we can start doing something in the entertainment industry? That would be like the biggest dream of it all. Yeah, because you know, and I have said it, like I love what I do, but my passion, like the greatest dream in my life is doing something in the entertainment industry because mm -hmm. I just love it. I have been absolutely in love with music and everything that has to do with the entertainment industry since I was a little girl. So I wish we could do something, you know, with this podcast and not get famous. That's not the point, but do something. No, that's and, the point. Yeah. And reach people like us. Yeah. I think that's what I want to achieve the most. I don't know how long this is going to last, or anything. I haven't thought about long-term things. This is just the first one. But I think that what I'm most excited about achieving is a cool community of people that think and like like us and just to grow from that and be able to do something constructive with the things that we already do and love. Yeah, I. if we're already talking about this, right, we can just put it out there and we can have people listening to it and if we don't get a lot of people listening to it I know at least my best friends are gonna listen to it right we know you know quick shout out Oma is gonna be listening to it Sarita is gonna be listening to it you know so my sister's gonna be listening to it hopefully yeah hi mom I made it I really didn't but I know you're listening <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we just sound so cliche. But yeah, and I think with that, we're ready. I want to take this time to thank everyone for listening. If you made it this far in the podcast, I know we talked a lot of shit and we were all over the place, but that's kind of how we flow and how we do. And slowly we'll get the hang of this and maybe have something more structured next time. But we just wanted to get Google things and try this stuff out. Also, I want you guys to go on Instagram and follow us on Obsessed Millennials. That's our Instagram page. There's no posts. There's no stories. We're still trying to figure it out. Probably by the time this goes up, there's going to be something up there. But I think we could. that could be the place where we can have 
one-on-one conversations with whoever's listening, sharing with you guys the things we love, what we're learning about all this, what we're hating about pop culture, what's going on, any news, and also some fun behind the scenes, especially since we're doing this like in two different countries right now. Yeah, and it's going to be a place where I can fangirl more than I do on my personal oh, account. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we do any less fangirling in our personals. Yeah, but in this account, I'll, I'll probably do more because I have people from work on my personal and I don't like to add a lot of stories and, you know, bombard them with that. But definitely, mm-hmm. this is going to be my safe place. Yes, I think it's going to be everyone's safe place. This is where we're going to start the community. So make sure to give us a follow at Obsessed Millennials on Instagram. It's going to be lots of fun, and we would love to talk to all of you. So thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>